0: The BC Saturday, 10,000 Ways to Die, Choose One edition of the Notorious OTV. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious O.T.B., brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. Read Blood horse magazine. I've got my Cuban link. Yes, on. Cuban B. Host Chase Sesums, the Wolf of Oak Law. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old
1: man. Try me, you
0: guys. I swear to God, if I if I have a big BC score, I'm going to buy a second chain. I have been a one chains for much longer in my life. Well, I was a no chains for a while, Uh, but still like since I've had one, they're like like tattoos. They are like chains are like tattoos because I don't just want one for my neck. I want one for my right. wrist. That's my wrist. If you're unfamiliar, Uh, welcome to the show. It's BC week. This is our last bit of BC content we have done. This is the fifth show. And, uh, you know, I had to save. I mean, I had just fantastic guests all week, so I can't say the best, but something pretty good. For last, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to set up what we're doing, but we got to get these folks in here first. Uh, You might know her from Talking Horses on the Naira YouTube channel. You might know her from America's Day at the Races on the Fox Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah L. Bodway.
2: Many men wish death upon me. And is this my sound effect because i have really bad eyesight i could cons- considering how many dumb
0: dicks on twitter like don't don't like you i figured many men wish death upon me would be like a, a fantastic intro music for you uh what, what do you think how'd that grade yeah yeah how, how you been how are things at the uh well i guess now the duct we can't say backwood duct anymore
2: I know it's the regular blue aqueduct. We switched all of our colors. So that's how, you know, it's official. Uh, it was a good opening day of the meet today. Lots of crazy prices. Uh, we got to pick five carryover going into Friday. So always excited to see a situation like that. Cause it's very rare. Um, so we are excited for breeders cup and still got some good racing in New York, some stakes this weekend. And, uh, yeah, basically it's like, if you didn't make it to the breeders cup, come to this really competitive race in New York. So. Yeah. We got a
0: lot to offer. I always love uh, BC weekend at Aqueduct because it's it's what I call Kendrick Carmouche appreciation weekend. Though I don't think he won uh, today, but I will say you mentioned the carryover. Of course, they were going to have carryovers with some of the fuck you payouts that that came out of uh, out of today's races. You had a, a triple digit odds horse win. There was uh, another fifty to one win that had a trifecta that paid like 50, five thousand dollars for fifty cents. Redonk, absolutely redonkulous. And speaking of redonkulous, ladies and gentlemen, you might know him from his content with Naira Betts. You might know him from Stealing America's Hearts. He failed to menace, but he succeeded to wedge his way into my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew DeSantis. If you like in the dunes of the cape you didn't know where the sound drop ended did you no big deal matthew welcome to the show happy breeders
1: cup week how are you sir i'm doing awesome and uh kind of hanging out in the dunes of the cape here uh on rockaway beach in new york uh so very apt uh very apt uh, intro song one that i always love but Uh, yeah, just thrilled to obviously talk to you about it. We got the carryovers like Sarah mentioned for tomorrow at Aqueduct, but, uh, so much great Breeders' Cup, uh, content up on Naira Betts. And then we also just, uh, I'm so looking forward to this weekend. So many great races and just, yeah, it's going to be an amazing two days.
0: Well, if you caught the show with Barry Spears, uh, on Thursday, then, you know, uh, the format, uh, this is going to be like one of our hundred dollars shows, except we're, we're BC BC BCing ifying this, uh, and it's going to be a $10,000 bankroll. Uh, since Sarah and Matt are here, I feel like I have to give it a fancy tournament name. Uh, so uh, I'm going to call this tournament 10,000 Ways to Die. Choose one, uh, since we are the $10,000 bankroll. How it works, we have to play every single Saturday PC race. That's nine races total. Uh, minimum you have to wager per race, $500. You must use the entire $10,000 bankroll, and eligible wagers are win, place, show, exacta, trifecta, superfecta, and daily double. So while we're at it, let's go ahead and jump into it with race three, the first BC race on the card for Saturday. Eight furlong, $1 million, big-ass fans, BC Dirt Mile, a grade one. Uh, And you have a pretty formidable favorite in here, but it feels like everyone smells blood in the water with it. Uh, Sarah, why don't you lead us off? Uh, What are you doing for uh, the Big Ass Fans Dirt Mile?
2: Oh, well, look, we have to talk about Cody's Wish because he's a good story in racing and we all need it. And this is the type of race where I want to play against him. Not for all the feels, but for... value because he's just going to be a short price and i don't think that this race sets up particularly well for him so the horses that are going to be forward in this race i don't really like them either and that's a horse like zozos who i don't really think is that good but should get a pretty perfect trip in this spot the horse that i like quite a bit that i'm going to start off with my money wagering on is The number one stage raider for Cherie DeVoe, of course, we know him as the have to justify and a horse that was relatively disappointing when he was in the Chad Brown barn. But since he switched trainers, he had a huge upset win two back. And I thought he actually ran very well last time out in the ACAC, finishing second to Zozos and closing into what was a pretty moderate controlled pace. So if anybody else goes or the fractions up front in this race are perhaps just a little bit faster or maybe even if they're not, now making his third start for this barn. I think he's a horse that is capable of making up some ground into what is, I think, going to be a fairly moderate pace. And so I'm starting off with $1,000 to win on Stage Raider.
0: That's a a big swing. Matthew, what say ye?
1: Yeah, so Sarah and I see this race pretty similarly, actually, but we're going to take different swings at it. So uh, I think that... uh, Zozos makes a ton of sense. I just Cody going around two turns is not the same horse. Uh, I don't know if he's been the same horse since the Woodward, um, and or I'm sorry the the Whitney. And I don't really like the pace setup here at all for him. Uh, now that said, there's a bunch of other unreliable horses in this race, in my opinion. A horse like Charge It, a horse like Skippy Longstocking, a horse like National Treasure. I, you can't really interest me in many of those. I agree. Stage Raider ran a really good race in the AKAC. I think actually ran a better race than Zozos, even though he finished behind him. And so therefore I'm going to bust out the first of many exacta key boxes because that's what I do and that's how I live. So I am going to do a $300 exacta key box where I am keying Zozos and using... Uh, Stage Raider and Cody's Wish. So that is a $300 exact to key, which comes out to $1,200 overall. Uh, exact to key box of the four with the three and one. Uh, so I'll kind of have my cake and eat it too with regards to including Cody's Wish on the ticket, uh, but take a little bit of a swing against with both Zozos and Stage Raider.
0: Monsters. Both of you, absolute monsters. How could you, like, I I, would you say this to Cody Dorman's face? I don't think you would. I, on the other hand, am not a monster. So here's my first play. I'm in for 30% of my bankroll here, a $3,000 swing. And we're going to start it off with a $400 trifecta. We are keying Cody's wish on top. And then we are wheeling in three horses underneath. We're going to use the five charge at the six Skippy Longstocking, and the eight Sherls B. I think that you get at least one of those huge prices into the trifecta. And I make, I mean, I might even have a nuclear sex submarine after I hit this trifecta to, to start the, our, 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 you know, 10,000 ways to die. Choose one tournament. And then I'm also going to use key uh, Cody in a daily double for Oh, Oh, six hundred bucks with a two hundred dollar daily double three, and then I'll be using one five and six in the Philly and Mayor Turf, which we will talk about more after I get in. A word from our good friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks are just the coolest people, and do you want to play along with some of Prize Picks' coolest people, their favorite players like rapper Meek Mill? Hey, Matthew's from Philadelphia. He probably wants to hang out with Meek Mill. Comedian Andrew Schultz, who I don't know where he's from, I'm gonna assume LA. You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. And get this, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay and play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance against injury policy. So, go to PrizePix.com/sgpn and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePix.com/sgpn code SGPN. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy, and we're brought to you by the boys at the MMA Gambling Podcast, who just launched their YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And to make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. And I need a little break for hydration post ad read.
1: Ladies, my Mercedes. <laughs>
0: All right, we are back at it with race four, the Phillies and Mayor's Turf, ten furlongs, two million dollars, makers mark, Breeders Cup, Philly and Mayor Turf, a Grade One. Guess what? The Philly and Mayor Turf run on the turf. Matthew, you brought up th- you you went second last time, so I'm gonna let you lead
1: it off. Uh, how are you playing the uh, the Philly and Mayor? Yeah, so this is a. Really good race. I guess the the swing that I'll, for American audiences, I guess the swing that I'll take against is going against in Italian. I think this race does not set up well for her at all. I hate the inside rail position with the mile and a quarter configuration at Santa Anita. Um, I I just, you know, she she seems to be a little less than the last two times out, admittedly, still running very impressive speed figures. But I'll kind of take a a little swing against uh, here. The horse I really like is the Aiden O'Brien horse Warm Heart, uh, three to one, my top choice. Uh, this is a horse that, you know, is five-time winner in eight career races, coming off consecutive Group One victories uh, in both in Great Britain and in France, to show that it's got the she's got the versatility to handle different types of going. You know, a lot of times you talk about horses that transition from England to France. That's a huge transition in terms of the turf. Uh, and so being able to just be v- you know versatile in that regard i think is really important like her a lot Inspiral is uh, in- supremely talented uh but i do worry about the stretch out though i do think she europeans tend to be able to get a little bit longer distances over american turf uh so i'm not as worried about that um and the horses that i'm really interested in at a bigger price are lindy for brendan walsh who i think ran an absolute banger of a race in that Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup, coming up second to Maj, and I think is going to like the extra distance. And then number nine, Didia, who just, or Didia, who, for Ignacio Correa the fourth, who just travels everywhere and runs honest everywhere. Uh, and so I told you there would be a lot of exact-to-key boxes. And so yet again, we are going to go with a $150 exact-to-key box, with the two being the key and the 679 uh being used in that bet. So again, $150 exact to key box 2 being keyed with the 679 and that's a $900 total bet.
0: All right, I'm going to step in here. So I had my di- my daily double keyed to uh Cody's Wish and I ran it through three horses uh in this race. It was going to be the 1 in Italian, the 5 uh Win Maryland and the 6 uh in spiral. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna to try to leverage my best opinion here with a, just a straight up win bet on one of those horses. And uh I, I'm against Matthew here, who I uh, I mean I don't do you not like America? What's the deal? How does how does it work? I love America so much. If there was a bald eagle in front of me right now, I'd fuck it. I'm just saying that in Italian is an absolute speed ball and it's lone speed in the race. Listen, if you give me loan speed, I'm going to bet it probably 10 times out of 10, uh, more than likely in this race. And also, the more I think about it, the more I think that the, maybe this isn't the the year for, for Euros on the turf. Like, they all look like monsters, but I feel like with West Coast turf... That a horse like in Italian, a couple other horses in some of these races coming up could really kind of get out on the front and take advantage of the a European running style that doesn't necessarily want to chase after them. Matthew, you have an interjection,
1: please. So this is a common f- refrain that I hear about Euros not liking the West Coast turf. The last four times the Philly and Mare turf has been held in Southern California. Four Europeans have won. The last four times the Breeders' Cup turf has been held in Southern California. Three of the four winners have been European. Uh, The only race where the American horses have done well in Southern California is actually the BC Mile, Uh, but the Philly and Mare turf has been entirely dominated by Europeans, even if in Southern California. And I say that not to to shoot you down or anything like that. I say that because that is a misperception that I have regularly played against over the years of... They're not going to like the firm turf. They're not going to like the dry footing. They don't like the same sort of setup. And then every year I get my ass kicked. And so I just, I'm kind of leaning into going the other direction this year.
0: That is wonderful information. That would have been very useful to me about four hours ago, Matthew. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> well, b- by the way, and I was 500, just the minimum $500 win on in Italian there. Sarah, what did you think of the Breeders' Cup Philly Air Turf?
2: Well, I think Matthew definitely just said that to shoot you down personally, but it's
0: fine. I do too. That's how I feel.
2: <laughs> I feel that. Uh, For me, I have a daily double that I was going to be continuing into this race with the number one stage raider from the previous race into both number two, Warm Heart, and six in Spiral. That's $250 daily double for $500 total. So these are two horses that I don't have a big opinion to separate them. I think that neither of them are particularly um suited to this distance maybe more so than the other you have one cutting back one stretching out but i think that they're both just better than the types of horses that they're going to be facing in here but i think that you can find some prices underneath or at least some fair horses to include so i'm playing a trifecta for a 15 base i'm going at two six over two six seven nine eleven over two, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. That's gonna be four hundred and eighty dollars total. And then because I have some weird amounts later on, and we have to hit a ten thousand dollar total because someone made the rules for this game. I have a 10 cent box super of those horses. So two, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven, that's thirty-six dollars total. And my main opinion here is that I'm against an Italian as well because I don't think she wants to go a mile and a quarter. Not because I don't think She has the speed, and not because I don't think she's going to control this race. I think that there are better horses in here, and I don't think she wants to go this far.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I feel like a big turd now. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about, you know what? Let's talk about our friends at Hall of Fame bets. Win better, but. Or I could try pronouncing the words. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame's Bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. That takes care of the Philly and Mayor. Now it is on to the Philly and Mayor Sprint. Brought to you by PNC Bank. Uh, that's That's a Philly. Phil, Phil, you know, Pennsylvania bank. I think, uh, I like to point out things that are from places near where my friends hang out. Um, by the way, I want to point out that, uh, the Philly and the mayor turf is one of only three races that have not had, uh, a scratch. And I also want to shout out, uh, Carson Blevins. Thank you for putting me on the scratch list. Uh, Google doc. That, that is just the most clutch thing anyone has ever done for me on a, on a breeders cup weekend. Uh, other than saving me from a sinking cruise ship. All right. Race five, seven furlongs, 1 million. The Philly and Mare sprint. I guess I will lead it off here. Uh, and I'm just going to say I love Mattarea in this spot. And I'm fairly confident um, that Mattarea wins this race. The reason for the lower win bet that I'm going to drop, which is $500 minimum. You know, win on Maea, but I'm also going to try to take advantage of this race with gimmick bets, specifically the Trifecta. So for three hundred dollars, along with the five hundred dollars win, putting me in for eight hundred total and forty three hundred for uh, ten thousand ways to die choose one, uh, a, a fifty dollars trifecta, four five with one, four, five with one, three, four, five, eight. between Maea and Kirsten Bosch, I have two good overlays. Ah, uh, that I think that I can that can beat the rail drawn favorite Goodnight Olive, and for me that turns into a reflex part wheel trifecta uh, with Goodnight Olive in second. It's just it's almost like I the situation just kind of decides the trifecta structure for me. Uh, Matthew, Matthew, what do you what do you got for the Philly in Mare Sprint?
1: Yeah, it's funny. You you and I have the top, same top three, just in a different order. But I, I you know, Monterey and Kirsten Bosch, I think, are both really interesting horses that I like uh, quite a bit. And in, in, I would use them maybe in a little bit of a different way. Uh, I think Good Night Olives the single of the entire 14 races uh, okay, across okay. the uh, I think I I don't like Tamara. I don't like Cody's Wish. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, to me, this race lost so much juice when Echo Zulu was injured and, you know, fortunately she's doing great, but obviously not running. And, um, because she would have been the single of, of the, and then this, and the, to me, this talks about the, the depth of this division because it was Echo Zulu and everybody else. Right. And now that she's out, I feel like it's good. night, Olive, and Everybody else. I mean, that's how much there was still a big gap between second and third. I feel like, um, and i think she's got the tactical speed to get off the rail uh this is her absolute best distance and i think she gets the right sort of pace set up and i i just think she is uh the kind of the class of this field and one of the more reliable and consistent horses in this field Uh, i know you know chase you didn't even mention this horse but like the second choice society is just one of the most unreliable horses in this entire breeders cup I feel like so uh I I'm just gonna go not gonna get fancy with exact key boxes I'm going $1,500 to win on the number one so that's just gonna be my play in this race uh make it nice and simple and uh you know, I'm going to filibuster for a couple seconds longer while Sarah's finishing up uh, a quick snack. So, yeah. uh, so this way we don't have to throw it to Sarah while she's yeah. eating. So please make sure um,
0: you chew yeah. the ad- adequate amount. Like Matthew's in another room. And if he's talking, I'm not sure if he'll know that you're choking to come in and uh, do, do the high <laughs> There's There we go. Now she can breathe.
2: Listen, I'm good. It's been a long day and you have to have a snack. Okay.
0: That's fair. At least I'm
2: not making anyone listen to me too. Um, and Matthew you can have some pretzels if you want it's okay I'm willing to share Um,
0: I really want to start seeing pretzels like zip in from the left of of Matthew's screen and just start pelting him in the face
2: (laughs) maybe one day Um, look I, I agree I think Goodnight Olive is a horse that I'm not really trying to beat either I wish that there was some really creative alternative that I had but I think that if you thought that she was tailing off she proved that she still has the same kind of races going into this race as she did last year with her ballerina being such a good performance and really equaling what we've seen from her at her best. And it was behind a horse, Echo Zulu, who we're not going to see in this race. So I also think that, like Matthew, society is not that good. I think that she's taken Advantage of some very biased racetracks and some very good setups to run her bigger numbers And I think that she's total fool's gold in this race So I don't want anything to do with her and the two horses that I want to use underneath Goodnight Olive and an exacta are two horses that I think do really appreciate this seven for a long distance and that will both be Overlooked and that's the number two clearly unhinged as well as the number eight three witches So I'm playing a $250 exacta. Base so $500 total for Goodnight Olive over Clearly Unhinged and Three Witches. And I'm also starting a $500 daily double here Goodnight Olive into Songline in the next race for the mile.
0: I like Songline quite a bit. It's only a matter of time until we have to bow to our new Japanese overlords. Uh, I think. Um, all right, I think that's everyone moving on. Race six the two million dollar eight furlong fan duel bc mile grade one on the turf uh you've got uh two godolphin uh entries here and as we like to say 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 and um yeah uh, go dolphin because that my dolphin um Let's see, uh, I believe, who's leading off? Who's go? Who wants to go? Touch your nose. Whoever, all right, Sarah, go.
2: <laughs> I'll go, sure. I think this is where we left off. As I mentioned, Songline, a horse that I want to use in a daily double with Goodnight Olive, and I just think that she is perhaps the best horse in this race. While this is a pretty deep field, and there are a lot of interesting directions that you could go. I didn't have a big case against her, and I didn't have a big enough case for anybody else. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a hundred-dollar exacta songline on top, over a couple of prices that I do think have a real shot in here, and that includes the number one, Cheryl Spike, number five, Lucky Score; number seven, Master of Foxhounds; number eight, Jour, and number nine, Astronomer. So you have a five hundred-dollar total exacta with songline on top, and those other horses at prices underneath.
0: So I'm once again in for the $500 minimum with a straight win bet. And uh, I'm going to say two things. Uh, Go Dolphin, because that's my Dolphin. And uh, go White Hat, because that's the preferred Dolphin. Uh, So give me the six, Maj, to win $500 straight up. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you missed the show with Malcolm Bamford, the angle that he taught me is when you have two Godolphin entries, the one with the white hat is always the one that's going to win. Now, you might be listening to the show and thinking to yourself, I just listened to this asshole do four episodes about the BC and he's going to sit here and give me the angle that the guy is wearing a white hat. That's exactly how that shit's going to go down. I'm all over Maj to win. I love this horse. I had it last time, uh, last time out, and it was a bona fide single for me. And, uh, you know, uh, you got o- Ocean Murphy coming in for, you know, staying in for this. Uh, and I thought that QE, 2 was really impressive. So I- I'm going to count on uh, on Maj to get the job done here. Uh, Matthew, what would you think of the uh, BC Mile?
1: Yeah, it, it's, a, in my opinion, it's a really tough race. Super wide open. I could see this going a lot of directions. Uh, Some horses were really hurt by post position. uh, I feel like as well, I mean, obviously you talk about a horse, you know, like the number 14 master of the seas, who I think is a pretty good horse, but man, I mean, and then even the 13 more than looks, just, they're nice horses, but they're going to be parked out in the parking lot. So I just, I don't like that. This was one where I really, you know took a little bit of a coward's way out knowing the way this contest is working because I was like I don't want to take a goose egg this feels like a race where I could take a huge swing and a miss so I wanted to bet my bare minimum I didn't want to bet a right. lot and right. I wanted to make a very simple bet uh and so I'm going to do a $500 show bet on Jour, the number 8 um and
0: boo um, this man yeah. boo
1: no it's good yeah. mid-
0: all right I will say I okay all right timeout time 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 out. I'm gonna say that it's good strategy. It is very good strategy for for tournament play when you're playing like live bankroll kind of stuff. Like if you're in the BCBC yeah. BC and you had to play a race, I don't. But we're still gonna boo
1: you for a show bet. I of mean, course, come on, rightfully so. Uh, but I was also raised by Blaine DeSantis, who believe, who believes the best bet in sports is a two dollar show bet. Uh, and so I mean, he man loves it. Uh, he still texts Should me. Should be Blaine sure That take is fire. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Dujur is a horse that I, I like a lot, and he's really reliable. You know, he's uh, four for six in the exact uh, over the turf at Santa Anita. I think he might like the turf a little bit better at Del Mar, but I still think he's very good at Santa Anita. I think the pace is actually going to set up pretty well for him in this particular race. Um, although I, I do think the scratch of the 12 exalted will slow things down a little bit more and make it easier. Maj is my top pick. So Chase, I agree with you in terms of like where my top pick is. It's just, I didn't feel super confident in that top selection, which is why I ended up going in a slightly different direction there with just a $500 show bet on the eight.
0: I, I think the reason I just booed Matthew so heavily was because I, I, you know, really wish that I had thought of that first as show bet instead of betting. Um. All right, moving on. I also,
1: you know, I, I made this point to Sarah earlier, which is, you know, it's a very different, you know, the three of us doing this against each other is a very different dynamic than doing it against hundreds of other people Right. where you, you, if you want to win, you got to take big swings and you got to do it a lot. And when you're going against two other people, your swings don't have to be quite as aggressive all the time and you can right. play things a little bit more safe. And it's just, it's a different. <laughs> it's
0: dynamic. very aggressive. Well, there's the there's the whole game theory thing of if you know say it's like a, a live bankroll tournament where everyone doesn't have to play the same races. Like there there's the whole like game theory game selection element to it. Like if you were in the BCBC, BC. but since we're not in the BCBC BC and we're throwing it all at the exact same races, you can think of them all as mandatory races, and therefore it's more about just finding the winner of each race than it is necessarily about uh you know swinging at at huge prices. Let's jump off race seven, nine furlongs. The $2 million Longines really put some French stank on that one. Uh, distaff, uh, a grade one, of course. Uh, and I feel like it's just appropriate for Tracy Morgan to weigh in. Ladies,
1: <laughs> my Mercedes.
0: I'll go ahead, I'll take us through it. $250. Win bet here for me, as well as a $125 exacta. And I'm going to run it all through one key horse. That's the six search results. I'm going a $250 win on search results. And then I'm keying in first and $125 exacta search results. And then underneath, I'm throwing in the nine as well as the 10, air and Desert Dawn i uh, I love search results in this spot, and instead of putting it all to win, trying to spice it up with the horses underneath for the exacta with the astronomer at twenty to one you know oh I'm, I'm no I'm looking at the right thing okay yeah i I think that I can maximize here uh using search results, and I'm really interested in randomized actually being a rabbit here for search results and trying to heat this up also um nothing but fear for Flavian Pratt who has to start in between Irad and Jose uh, on wet paint. Uh, he managed to get the seven hole between the six and the eight, the Ortiz brothers, which I am willing to put, drop a little uh, a little, uh, you know, prop bet here that Flavian Pratt doesn't live to see Sunday because of this post position draw. That's my guess. Matthew, go ahead. Let me hear
1: it. Race seven. You know, they they say if you don't succeed first try try again and this could be said for me selecting clarier three years in a row to win the distaff uh <laughs> listen i've been wrong by a combined length over the last two years and this poor horse has only finished third uh so uh it's just ridiculous but this race should sit up so well for her uh, oh my god and- i forgot i forgot that was the blue stripe race last year oh mm-hmm. excuse me while i fall out of my chair Jesus yeah Christ. uh just ridiculous ending and malafat amazing amazing finish but I mean just incredible but um uh, and I get Clarier is the horse that when she wins she wins by the skin of her teeth I mean it's never a blowout and it's always gonna be close but this is one where you have idiomatic you have randomized you have a dare a, a dare manner I say it a dare manner I, I uh, anyway we can get into pronunciations yeah. later. But, no, we, um, we
0: can't. You're right. You, That's you, the
1: right you, way to pronounce it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. You
2: just pronounce it wrong around the house of... for fun. So Matthew's yeah. like, "Is it, it, am I right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just being annoyed.
1: <laughs> so, it's
0: odd Matthew. Uh,
1: <laughs> so you have so much speed. And I actually am a little worried about search results in that regard because I think search results is going to get a little too close to the sun right behind that speed. And I think going a mile and an eighth could be a little bit of an issue. I'm looking at closers uh, and Claire I mean, you could make an excuse. The four horse race was a fluke and she didn't like the mud. Uh, those two races before that and your neck of the woods at Oaklawn, were outstanding. And I think she has every reason to come back and fire a big one here. She's going to get the pace set up. And and the thing is, people are going to say she doesn't do well on a mile and an eighth. I disagree with that assessment. She doesn't do well behind a slow pace. And if you look, the reason she does better at a mile on a 16th is because the pace is faster. It has nothing to do with the distance. This is a daughter of Curlin. She can run for days. That's not the problem. It's what sort of pace you get in front of you going a mile on an eighth. Naturally, you usually get a slower pace, not on Saturday. So this is a long way of me saying I'm taking a $1,000 exacta with uh, Air over Pretty Mischievous, who I think is the best three-year-old and it's going to give me a little bit of price underneath. Uh, I think she's going to appreciate this pace and sit a little bit further back, more of a mid-pack trip. Uh, and I, as you probably tell already, I'm a big fan of Brendan Walsh and hit that barn, and I think he's going to get this horse ready to roll. So uh, $1,000 exact in nine and over three.
0: Well, for the championship for the ladies, let's let our resident Philly weigh in. Sarah, what do you think?
2: i am going the closers only approach with this race i think that we're dealing with a situation where we've seen horses like randomized as well as idiomatic get away with some pretty comfortable paces and be able to control races that make them look a little bit better than they actually are they're going to have to deal with each other as well as other horses that want to be more forward like hoosier philly who i don't think is fast enough but will have some sort of say from the rail as well as the horse life search results who again I get the love and respect for her. I know that she's run some big races where she has been a part of the pace and still held on towards the end. But I think that she's going to get too cooked up in here, just like Matthew does as well. So, my approach to this race is closers only. And I'm playing a $10 trifecta box with Pretty Mischievous, Wet Paint, Clarier, Desert Dawn, and Leda Vita. It's $600 total. I'm also playing $1,000 to win on Pretty Mischievous. And I have a hundred-dollar double songline into all of those horses that I previously mentioned: three, seven, nine, ten, eleven. So that's five hundred dollars total. So my closures only distaff idea is where I'm spending a lot of my money.
0: Songline looks tough to tough to beat. I will say that now. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna propose a, a gentle person's wager uh, with you folks. I I'm going to say that search results doesn't get cooked up early because we got team tactics at play, and this and Irad actually takes search results back a little bit. Now could that work to the horse's detriment because it likes to be a little bit more friendly placed? Yeah, but I don't r- rule out tricky bullshit from from Chad Brown on a day like this. So uh, you give me two red K's and the silks. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that that swing all right on to race 8 12 furlongs 4 million dollars the bc turf brought to you by longine of course a grade 1 and i think this is my second largest swing uh of the of the tournament here and uh i don't know why that feels foolish now that i think about it <laughs> Um, who, who let off last time? Was it me? I think it's back to Matthew. If if I let off. So Matthew, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. I just looked at my notes and it's also one of my bigger swings. And I, like you think that might be a rather foolish decision. So we'll see. (laughs) Um, this feels like maybe the most formful race on the card. where I just go, am I, are we really going to get cute and try to be, I mean, this is the European 18. That's coming over. This is not the B team. This is not the, well, how good are they really like, no, this is, these are outstanding horses. And I I just, I, to me, it starts and stops with Auguste Rodin uh, for Aiden O'Brien. I don't know what happened in that King George the sixth and nobody really does where he just kind of stopped and, and it it was eased. But otherwise this is a, you know, four time group one winner over in Europe who is coming off winning the Irish champion stakes and beating older horses likes the mile and a half. And that's why I I'm a little less confident about Mostadoff, who would be phenomenal at 10 furlongs, but I am a little bit more worried about the 12 furlongs though. As I mentioned, European horses traditionally can get more distance on an American turf course because there's less undulation. The turf's a little bit easier to run through, etc. And And also you have the turns that are a little bit more of a different dynamic and slow things down. So Usually Europeans can get a longer distance, but uh, August Rodan, to my opinion, is the top here. And then I, you know, the I went into this race not really liking up to the mark at all. And the more I look at this race, the more I'm like, up to the mark might not be half bad. Uh, and he impressed me a lot more than I thought he was going to uh, in that race last time out. Sarah and I were both against him in that race big time. And, you know, he showed a lot of guts coming off the layoff and, and really, you know, showed something. So I'm going to play. A, I want to get this right. I want. I'm going to be playing a $300 exact to key box. The key is the number five, August Rodan, over eight and nine. So keeping it pretty simple, using basically the top three choices. The horse, I guess, I'm against is King of Steel, who just ran two weeks ago uh and draws a very far outside post position. And I, people love that horse. He's a very good horse. I don't think he's an elite horse, though. Uh, and, uh, so he's a little, a little bit on the outside looking in for me,
0: Sarah, what do you think?
2: I think that I have no opinion in this race. And as I was going through all of them, I skipped this one and came back to it and said, I don't love anybody, but I don't hate anybody. And I think that Matthew's absolutely right. This is a situation where we have some of the better European horses coming over and we're going to be getting some shorter prices in all likelihood in here. So. This is where I have one of my weirder amounts where I played a box trifecta and I'm using five horses and they're just the logical types. August Rodin. I'm using the number eight up to the mark, number nine, Mostaf, number 11, King of Steel, throwing in a little number 13, Warlike Goddess. It's $528 in total. And I just don't particularly (laughs) like anybody so much more so than the other ones. I think that you're going to be looking at a very European flair to this race and that the two Americans that I think could pick up some pieces are the shorter priced ones.
0: Yeah. I, um, I've started referring to warlike goddess as our gal Warlight. WLG,
2: goddess.
0: WLG baby. Um, all right. So, you know, betting against the euros seems like banging your head against the wall. And you know what? I'm going to bang my head against the wall until it gets a crack like the Liberty Bell. Let me read my notes for you. Uh, USA, USA, USA. Um, I think an American could win this race, and it might be the one that Andrew Champagne sold me on on Monday, and it's up to the mark. I'm putting 1,000 to win on up to the mark at 5-1. But I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit. On the 12th, Balladeer at 30 to one, I'm just going to drop a hundred dollars to win on it. Uh, because like I said, if it's lone speed in the race, I'm going to bet it 10 out of 10 times. And that's exactly what Balladeer is after the scratch of get smoking. I think that's a, that I once again have am in a situation. I've got two over overlays. I've got a trifecta structure, structure that I love for it. So I'm doing a $50 trifecta that comes to a total of $800. Eight twelve with five eight twelve with one five eight nine eleven and thirteen. It's a trifecta that starts skinny but finishes with a donkey butt and some big old legs. And I'm not too proud to beg. Um,
1: I, can I say something real fast? Which is no, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> go ahead. The if uh, if Junior Alvarado rides Warlike Goddess to victory. He should get all of Joel Rosario's winnings for the next year. Um, because that horse has been so badly mismanaged for the last year. And I'm thrilled that Bill Mott at least had the recognition to go, All right, we're going to make a change. Uh, because clearly this has not been working. And, right. uh, and so I'm really glad that Junior's actually on her in this race. And, uh, I think it would be funny. And I think horse racing Twitter would think it was really funny if he managed to win this one.
0: That's, uh, I, I prefer to call him Hunier, but the, the point still stands. All right. We've got three left and they're not ending it with it. It's the big one. The BC classic, $6 million, 10 furlongs, a grade one, of course. Um, I love this race. I absolutely love this race now that there have been so many scratches. Yeah, it sucks Archangelo's gone. Yeah, it sucks that other horses aren't making the gate. But you know what? It led to a really kind of compelling BC Classic, I think, because so many horses could win it. Uh, Sarah, BC Classic time. Who you got?
2: I have a little bit of the same approach that I do with the distaff where I think that there's going to actually be some pace for once in some of these races because I think Saudi Crown is faster early than anybody else in this race, but Arabian Nights not going to let him just disappear and get a loose, comfortable lead on the front end. I think that he is in that perfect stalking type of position where he either has to engage with him early or be sitting directly off him to give himself the best opportunity and if nobody else is going with saudi crown there's enough hungry riders in this race and connections that want to win they will not let him just get away with things easily and i don't know that if he takes some real pace pressure going a mile and a quarter that he's going to last this whole distance so i'm going with those two canceling each other out and i want a horse that has been picking up pieces in his last three starts against paces that have held together. So what will he do in a situation where he actually, Jason's face is so excited. I've never seen this much emotion in my entire life, um, where he actually gets some real pace to run in. And that's the number nine senior. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like you're the only other person who's thought that senior Buscador has a shot that I've talked to. I love it. I love it. You win. Fuck the, fuck, the, fuck the results, no, you win, There's one.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got- I, I just Yeah, I liked him quite a bit. I thought his last three races were good. And even if you don't like him, let's say that you think he has no chance at all, his best speed figure equals that of your favorite. So at 30 to one or 20 to one or 10 to one or whatever price he ends up being, and you have a horse that's three to one and they have the same best buyer speed figure in their entire lives, isn't he a better gamble? Isn't he? Isn't yeah. he just? I mean, oh, hands down. Yeah. It, it just it's makes sense to me. So I have a thousand to win on Senor Buscador. And I'm also doing a nine, nine double into the next race with Roses for Deborah for one of my strange amounts of $306. You know,
0: I tried to do the exact same thing, but cover myself with the other closer that I liked and then get really cute with Senor Buscador. Um, and this is 100% going to bite me in the ass. Like, there's no way. And by the way, for the folks at home who couldn't see my face, when I realized that she was going to say Senior Buscador, I was like a baby that just tasted chocolate for the first time. Just completely blown away that something could be this good. I'm going with a $400 win on the other horse that will pick up the pieces because I'm like Sarah. I think that there's a ridiculous amount of pace in this race. Uh, You have to consider Dermasodagake. Gake. Sotagake, the only reason I think that he wasn't on the lead in the Kentucky Derby is because he had such a terrible break and had such a terrible trip. With a clean trip with fewer horses, I think you get a three-way pace tussle between Saudi Crown, Arabian Knight, and uh, uh, you know uh, Dermasodogake. So I'm going 400 to win on the eight Ushba Tesoro. Uh, Please remember me fondly, new Japanese overlords, whenever you take over this country. Uh, and then I'm dropping 100 to win on the nine senior buscador because there's a very wise lady on this podcast who once told me if I like a big long shot, I should at least sprinkle a little bit on it to win. Uh, and then I'm playing a $50 exacta eight nine with two three eight nine because, um, I'm a smart person and therefore I'm going to key Zandon in second place. That's kind of seems like the, the best idea, best place to put Zandon. So, I'm in for 800 there between 400 to win on Ushba, 100 to win on Senior Buscador and a $50 exacta 892389 for 300 and uh I'm up to $9,000 on my total, Matthew. Tell me about that. Yeah, so this
1: is uh, you know, I think we all agree that this is a going to lead to a potentially epic pace meltdown. I don't like uh Sadie Crown at 10 furlongs. I don't like Arabian Night at all. And uh, I agree with you. could be aggressive with Christophe Lemaire out of the gate. I also think a horse people aren't talking about is Bright Future, who really wants to be forward. I mean, he might not be fast enough to get to the lead, but he doesn't want to be far off, that's for sure, because uh, that horse clearly does his best running up front. Um, so there's a lot of – it's not just this two-horse race, like, oh, they're just going to kind of sort things out themselves. And then I just don't. I also don't think the two of them are good enough uh, – Arabian Knight and Saudi Crown are good enough to get the distance. But – Um, so I also like horses coming from off the pace. I do think White Abario does sit a very, very tactical trip, uh, in a horse that does not need the lead and can easily sit fourth or fifth. And I mean, Rick Dutrow Jr. has really moved this horse forward. Um, and you know, obviously that Whitney was super impressive. Uh, like you, Chase, I have Ushba Tesoro as my top choice and my winner. Um, I have been banging the drum for the Japanese for quite a while in terms of everything they do in their operation of horse racing is what the future of the sport needs to be. And the sooner they come and take over what we're doing in the United States, the better it's going to be for all of us. Uh, so I also bow down to my Japanese overlords when they come because I just think Ushba is that good. And he's also a perfect six for six running at a mile and a quarter. Hello. I mean, this is a horse that spent the first 20 three races of his career on the turf and has been six for seven winning since switching over to the dirt. And the only time he didn't win was in the slump. And so this is a monster of a horse that they're bringing over. I think he can sit much more of at least a mid pack trip. I know people think, you know, Andy Serling just said on spaces, Oh, he's a deep closer. He came from the clouds in the UAE Derby true, but he sat a stalking trip last time out. He has more tactical speed than I think people who just watched that UAE Derby think he has. So he's a good horse. And, and I'd, so I have him up top like you Zandon. Come on. I mean, he's just going to keep cashing checks until he's six, seven years old. Uh, that horse yeah. just, I mean, come on. He's, uh, he's, what, gonna, just, he's
0: not going to win another
1: race. He's going to be a $7 million winner just from finishing yeah. second and third. He, he's truly picked up the mantle from midnight bourbon. I was just like, never going to win. Always going to cash checks. Uh, and he's just like, uh, you know, he, he's like Vince Carter at like 40 years old, just continuing to cash checks in the NBA. Um, so the game's changed. He shoots play. a lot of, a lot of jumpers from the elbow now, things like that. <laughs> exactly. you know. um, so I'm, what am I going to do? I'm going to do a $300 exacta key box with the, I'm sorry, a $300 exacta box with the eight over the uh, two, three and four. So the four is the horse we've not talked about. Missed the cut for John Sadler. The reason I like this horse, he loves the distance. Uh, he, he ran a mile and a half last time he's going to keep running. And I, even though he's not a closer, he's just going to keep blowing past horses that are tiring at the 10 furlongs and he's 30 to one. So I'm going to throw him in there underneath using kind of the same logic of, of looking at closers.
0: All right. That is your classic. It sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of fans of off pace horses uh, between Ushba and senior Buscador, which I'm still so fucking happy that you're on senior Buscador too. Oh my God. That makes just, made my night race 10 i'm gonna lead this off five furlongs one million dollar bc turf sprint uh surprisingly on the turf uh i'm only in for 500 and i'm splitting it between a win and a daily double and the horse that's getting my win bet let's flash back to the first saturday in may
1: he's three legs behind this long shot who's 38 to one and has got a three-length lead coming down to the wire Late move from Motorius is flying, coming to the finish, and it's a huge upset by noballs over Motorius.
0: Oh, God, still so good. It's still so good every time I watch it. Uh, you're my boy, No Balls. And you know what? I could bet No Balls, and even at this rate, I could bet No Balls every single day for the rest of the year, and I'd still be profitable on no balls so i'm 250 to win on no balls and then i'm an ice cold daily double here uh i'm going uh no balls to speedboat beach just a just a speedy speedy overcompensation uh daily double here between no balls and a uh large motorized uh vehicle the overcompensation daily double It's a pure loyalty play. I'll be honest though. I do think that he's going to run really well at five furlongs on the, on the Santa Anita turf. Um, Plus the ice cold double lets me press my opinion on speedboat beach in the finale. Uh, Matthew, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So the turf sprints are race that I, it's, it's funny. Sarah and I were talking about earlier today. She was like, what distance of race do you like handicapping the most? and what i can tell you without fail is the races that i hate handicapping are turf sprints um because it's just chaos it's like they open the gate and within a half a second you're like all right well that's over you yeah. know you just you're well my horse didn't break all right yeah. screw it
0: like and golden so pal last year you're you yeah, if you were on it, golden pal your bet was dead
1: within the first half second exactly it is the flukiest of all the races in that it's just Gate time is more important in that race than any other race. And yes, that is a skill. Absolutely, I get that. But it also is the most open for variability. Uh, and so as a result, I'm taking a coward's approach. And again, but I'm leveraging it a little bit more. I'm doing a $1,000 to show on a horse that I really like, which is the number nine, Roses for Deborah. Um, this is one who I... I just fell in love with this summer up at New York. I mean, she is so good, uh, and is gonna sit right off the pace. And that race two back is absolutely good enough to win. Um, I just don't have a good enough feeling for this race in general. And so, like I said, I'd rather take a horse if I'm gonna do a show bet, I'm at least gonna do a show bet on a horse that's 12 to one on the morning line. Uh, and so you can make at least a little bit of money here. Uh, but yeah, thousand to show on the nine. You can just draw a line through the turf monster. They should not have run on the turf that day. That was just an abomination of a race. Nobody could pass. Do not falter for that. If you look at that form before that race, she absolutely fits in the spot. And it, And I get very concerned about deep closers in turf races. And Chase, I know you love you love deep closers and sprints. I am not, I, I I'm kind of the opposite of that. I usually go with the speed, but I think she can sit a useful and very tactical trip. So uh, a thousand a show on the nine.
0: I'm not sure if it's just like I that I absolutely love deep closers and sprints. I think the deal is that I'm so ingrained in being a pace handicapper that when you put naturally put that many horses like in sprint races that want to go fast up towards the front. It's, yep. it's what I'm going to look, you know, it, it it's very much the antithesis of my, yep. my, I will always bet lonerly early speed sort of thing. Uh, Sarah, what did you do for the BC turf sprint?
2: I am also a roses for Deborah fan. And I like that their original intentions were not to come to this race. I mean, they, they were really questioning whether or not to bring her here after her performance at arcs when she didn't run as well as maybe they had hoped but i think within the context of that race and the situation with how the ground was playing and nobody made up any ground at all i thought she actually ran pretty well and i like that they are going ahead and thinking okay we have a horse that we have an excuse for last time and we should go ahead and bring her over to a course that will have firm ground because i think that she is possibly that good so i'm doing 250 dollars to win on roses for Deborah. And then I'm also playing a $75 Xacta with her on top and horses like Big Invasion, No Balls, Aesop's Fable, and Matorius underneath. That's going to be $300 total because I think these are just slightly fairer prices to use underneath this type of horse who I think is also going to be a fair price based on that form that she's bringing to this race where people might look at that race and not have the same very valid excuse for her that I do.
0: All right, we are on to the finale. Race 11, six furlongs, the $2 million Qatar Racing, or Cotter, if you pronounce it like the welcome back folks. Qatar Racing BC Sprint, grade one. Uh, I don't even remember who, who led off the, oh, it was me. I let off the last race. So, Matthew, bring it on home,
1: buddy. Well, I, I think you and I are going to be in alignment on this because uh, based on what you said with your daily double, uh, I have $900 remaining and I have a $900 win bet on Speedboat Beach who is um, fast. Uh, that That's a hashtag <laughs> analysis. Uh, and what I will say is um,
2: he's fast. Is a, yeah. Turns and, out. And,
1: turns out. Yeah, turns out he's fast. and he, I don't know if he's tall, but he's fast. And like <laughs> He, it's it's one of those things where um, it just I mean, it, it just feels like a race where he, he just looks that much better. If I mean that race last time out off that long of a layoff, he should not have run that well. And he ran so well. And now you're looking second back. This is a horse that clearly is just a pure dirt sprinter. The only time the two times they've run him on the dirt sprinting. He's broken 100 buyer speed figure both times. I just, I've never been the biggest fan of elite power. Gunite, I don't know if Gunite really wants to rate. I think he wants to get up and try to set a slower pace and slow things down. And that's not the way this race is going to go. Dr. Shivel is an interesting horse in this race, I will say. uh, But I'll ultimately go with Speedboat Beach.
0: Sarah, how do you see it?
2: Look, I think Speedboat Beach is very dangerous. And I definitely have a lot of respect for him. I think that he is your most likely winner. But to close this out, I got to go with my firstborn son, my buddy, my pal, my very best friend. And that HTG! HTG, number four, Hoist the Gold, $1,000 win place, $2,000 total. Might not win, but he's going to run and show up and do something, as he always does, and be right there. So he's just a horse that I've always had a lot of respect for. I think he's always really underestimated in the wagering I wish this was at seven furlongs because I do think that is his best distance and where he is most ideally suited. But again, I just think that I can't leave him off. If I've had all this love for him for all this time, I can't leave him now. So that's where I'm going to close things out with the sprint.
0: I feel like you seeing hoist the gold get in get entered into the race at twelve to one on the morning line had to just give you like the, one of those good chills, just like ooh, oh, well, hey. All right, I like where this is headed. Yeah, I thought I had a feeling. I had a feeling um, that one. I didn't need a setup like like I did with Senior Boosts. Where that one, I felt like I, I just kind of knew. Yeah, I'm no secret here. I, I was five hundred to win on uh, the Seven Speedboat Beach, which puts me in for my ten thousand dollars. And I'll tell you what, Matthews also got Speedboat Beach for four hundred dollars. If somehow, like, I'm down by, like, $370 and we both hit, hit Speedboat Beach, I'm going to jump off a fucking bridge. I'm just going to say. For, i have for $900, not $400. Uh, that's,
1: 900. Sorry,
0: I'm, I'm in for 400 You got it for oh, 500 you're or right, right, okay, Yeah, okay. my bad. My, you know, yeah, yeah I, I don't math. I don't I gambling math. I don't I don't math, math, though. Like, I can't business count. That's it. That That is the Notorious OTB, 10,000 way, 10, Ways to Die, Choose One Breeders' Cup Invitational Tournament. Uh, guys, on a, on a personal mo- note, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you so much uh, if you stopped by and recorded this week. That includes Sarah, that includes Matthew who have now, they were my top two uh, guests in terms of appearances and now they've melded into one entity like one coupled entry and that coupled entry is starting to to move up the list too so uh thank you guys and thank you to uh people who i really consider just to be dear friends that i love now at this point barry spears uh andrew champagne jessica tugwell sarah matthew thank you guys and uh thank you to everyone who's reached out this week to say how much they've, they've enjoyed uh the content um you know people hearing how much people have been loving the shows really gets me and I do mean right up in them fields. So uh, thank you very much. And good luck to everyone, BC, Friday and Saturday. And just cash some damn tickets. Cash some damn tickets. For Matthew DeSantis, for Sarah El Bodway, and for myself, we will catch you next week. Enjoy your Breeders' Cup week.